Welcome to the Native Diamond Podcast. Oh, shit! What you waiting for? Please don't forget to like the video, hit subscribe, ring the bell. That way you're notified every time I drop a new episode of Native Native Diamond Diamond Podcast. Podcast. Feel free to drop a comment because I love hearing feedback from you guys. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. What's up, my dudes? This is Seth Mick. Welcome to Native Diamond Podcast. Today's guest is Michael, the guitarist songwriter from the band October Ends, melodic metalcore from Newcastle upon Tyne in the UK. How are you doing, Michael? Not too bad, mate. How are you? Pretty good. Can't complain. I start off every episode with icebreaker questions. Just say the first thing that comes to mind. First question, Chelsea Grin or Chelsea Smile? Chelsea Grin. Barry Tomorrow or Currents? Currents, so, so underrated as Currents. Everyone needs to go and listen to Currents ASAP. What's a song that you know all the lyrics to? OG Logo of Mice Men. Sick Breakdown or Sick Solo? Sick Breakdown. What's your favorite pop song? Weirdly enough, this is going to be really embarrassing, but Despacito. Like, so, so catchy. It's amazing. Bad Omens or While She Sleeps? Bad Omens. I've been listening to them a lot quite a lot recently. Uh, the new album is absolutely amazing. While she sleeps, absolutely love them, but I've got to go with my albums. Polaris or Invent Animate? Polaris, 100%. Try to name the song or the band. I'm just going to read off the first little lyrics, okay? Oh my God, oh my God. If only he knew, if only he knew. If only he knew about the world without the bullshit and the lies. Uh, Ask Alexandria, the final episode. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite social account? I'm going to say Instagram because we have an alright following on there. Like Facebook, we feel like at the minute, like if we post something, even though we've got like 26,000 followers, it'll only reach a couple of thousand if that. I feel like Facebook are more towards trying to pay for advertisement to actually get your reach, even though you've got a reach. Whereas Instagram, it's still bad with new algorithms, but it's not as bad as what used to be. Who do you think would win in a fight? Iron Man or Aquaman? Iron Man, 100%. Fuck DC. (laughs) (laughs) I prevail or fit for a king? Oh, shit. Fit for a king. I'm going to have to say. I love I prevails. Catchy choruses. The breakdowns are tight as fuck. Tiger King or Lion King? Tiger King. So much better. (laughs) (laughs) American Pie or Scary Movie Series? Scary Movie. A lot more for you. Harry Potter or Fast and Furious? Can I say neither? (laughs) (laughs) I despise Harry Potter, so Fast and Furious, I guess. Circle Pit or Wall of Death? Wall of Death. Who do you think is the best emo rapper? Honestly, have no idea. I'm not really into the whole rap scene. Trap metal, for example. There's a local band called Warning Clan with uh, Jack and Liam, and they're absolutely incredible. Uh, If you haven't heard of them, I'd highly recommend them from Newcastle, absolutely insane with what we do. So I definitely check them out if you get the time. Code Orange or The Ghost Inside? The Ghost Inside. We deserve every single person in the metal scene's respect. Festival or club? Festival. Futurama or King of the Hill? Uh, Futurama, I've never really watched much of it, but what I have, it's been quite funny. King of the Hill, I've never really understood. I think it's more of an American thing. Fortnite or Grand Theft Auto? Grand Theft Auto, 100%. Low gutturals or high screaming? Singly, high screaming, but both of them together gives it a lot more dynamic for me. It probably gets me right in the feels. <laughs> Heaven Shall Burn or As I Lay Dying? 
as LA dying. My yes. Own Grave was the greatest comeback song I've ever witnessed in my life. It's, it's still stuck in my head now. It's been years. Most annoying band ever. Um, dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the answer twice now. That's funny. <laughs> Thanks for playing my icebreaker questions. I really appreciate great. it. So now you feel kind of warmed up. Definitely. So what have you been up to lately? Chilling with the lockdown, really. Um, the UK is slightly eased the lockdown rules. So some people's better work. I've just went back to work two weeks ago. I'm currently in the process of writing and producing an album for a client from Instagram. Um, someone got in touch with me about two weeks ago saying he wants me to write an album for him, so I'm currently working on that. And other than that, just chilling as much as possible. <laughs> have you been like watching any TV shows or anything like that? I think me and my partner have literally completed Netflix. <laughs> like, <laughs> really? Uh, really enjoyed Lock and Key. Um, we're in a modern family at the moment. I don't know if you've watched that. Uh-uh. Um, it's American like sitcom. It's absolutely hilarious. I watched Bohemian Rhapsody again last night, which was amazing. Oh, that's so, such a good movie. Really, really good. Do you listen to any podcasts? The guitarist from Our Hollow Home and the singer and guitarist from The City is Hours, he's done this thing called The Versus Podcast on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they release every Friday or every two weeks on a Friday, I can't remember. They're doing like the whole music industry, like what they've experienced because the two quite well-known bands around the UK. I'm really enjoying that. It's got a good lot of insights towards what it's like to be in the scene. But other than that, I've never really, this is the first podcast I've ever done or really ever listened to. I've watched a few of your podcasts, they're sick, but I've never really delved into the podcast world as a what music have you been listening to lately what kind of new music to be honest i haven't really checked out any more new releases or stuff like that but from if i were you um i'm really digging them at the match i think it's just because with october ends obviously the album's finished and stuff like that and i'm starting to like write the next album mm-hmm. um which is going to be a lot more heavier than what this one is so i'm going back to like the old school periphery veil of my and stuff like that, just to get some like influences that's really cool man so what was it like growing up for you in the uk and newcastle i had the dips and downs (laughs) well i started playing piano when i'm like quite young Uh, my mom was a piano teacher and my grandma was as well so that's where i got my music from Mm -hmm. uh being one of few metal kids in my school and blah blah bullying and whatever but who doesn't get that? <laughs> um, but other than that, it's been really good. I've been in the scene like with previous bands and so on for quite a few years now. The scene in Newcastle is been hit and missy over the past few years. So they've got new bands like Ground Culture and Starves, who uh, Ground Culture's signed to Hopeless Records. Um, they've just released their new album. They're absolutely sick. Um, the likes of Day Shifter, they're bringing out a new album soon as well. They're amazing. So the scene's like kind of picking itself back up now. But years and years ago. Uh, it was a lot easier to fill venues to what it is now, if that makes sense. Like people are mm-hmm. just willing to pay money to see multiple bands for a cheap price. Mm-hmm. In comparison to what they used to, although I say all this and we haven't gigged for quite a while, to be fair. Uh, <laughs> I think our last gig was probably about a year ago. Decent turnout, but I think it's just, if you don't get the right lineup, people won't come. Like, especially with local shows. So it's trial and error and all that. But other than that, Newcastle seems really good. You've got the likes of Rodin Clan, our vocalist George is now incorporated with them and produced a band called Hollow Boys. It's also like trap metal and stuff like that. They're doing really good releases as well. But other than that, Newcastle's a good place to be. I was mainly surrounded in Durham area, so it's like further south than Newcastle was, but now I'm back up in Newcastle. What's the most Newcastle thing that you can think of? The Angel of the North, I guess. Massive statue or for nights out and stuff like that. Now we're seeing we've got this place called Rise. Without a doubt, we're Newcastle's best nightclubs. Um, 
it's always really, really fun. You've got the whole alternative scene that go there and it's just like one massive family, really. So it's really fun to be a part of. Do you think the scene is like very heavy your way? Like, is it still very much alive? Yeah, I'd say so at the moment. People are taking, you've got more people like experiencing like metal and stuff like that over in Newcastle than what there used to be quite a few years ago. So um, mm-hmm. I think when the time comes up, especially over the pandemic and stuff, um, I think a lot more people will attend shows than what they used to be. So like, how do you feel about like bands like Bring Me The Horizon and Asking Alexandria, the more mainstream type metal bands? I've got to say I prefer the older stuff, not the one with Manta on it. I didn't like that album. Mm-hmm. I like the previous one, I remember what it's called. The same with Asking Alexandria, like the self-produced album, um, self-titled album. I'm sorry that the release a few years ago was really really good the newest stuff that I've released over the past few weeks I've really enjoyed mm-hmm. um, and more old school metal it's completely fair for bands obviously to explore and stuff like that and produce a new sound I just me personally I prefer the old sound and stuff like that's what got me into them do you listen to like newer releases now or do you just kind of prefer like older as far as your influences <clears throat> I still listen to newer releases I can't remember what the band was called Brand of Sacrifice I think I listened to one of them songs through the Dicky Dines show which Jared Dines and Austin Dickey does do like this top 10 breakdowns thing the brand of sacrifice had this proper coolest fuck breakdown at the end mm-hmm. and uh, I started listening to them they're a bit heavier than what I usually go for because like deathcore I'm really enjoying them at the moment what are some like honorable deathcore bands that you enjoy I've got to say Suicide Silence I've got a portrait of Mitch Lipper on my arm he was a massive influence for me mm-hmm. so definitely Suicide Silence Thy Art is Murder never really expanded much out of that to be honest would you class Amira as deathcore <laughs> possibly I would say they're more deathcore than like metalcore yeah, definitely. Other than that, I don't really listen to Deathcore, but I won't like, listen to it as much as Metalcore. Like, Metalcore is my main thing. Now that you mentioned that, what are some honorable metalcore bands that you dig? Of Mice and Men, Askin. I hate being put on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. <laughs> I prevail. Breakdown of Sunny. Mm-hmm. If you heard of them, really enjoyed them back in the day. Azalea Dion, Trivium, Bullifer L9. Just a mix of random genres, bands that don't exactly sound the same. I really enjoy like old school bullet and stuff like that. The same with Trivium as well. Oh, nice. Dude, I've been really digging the new Trivium. It's pretty savage. Still haven't managed to check that out yet. October Ends, where did the name come from? I can't actually remember the entire story. I think I want to say that it was genuinely picked out of a hat. <laughs> By that story, I'm being like genuinely serious. I remember when I joined the band, there was some kind of story about the name being picked out of a hat. So that might be a other than that. I'm going to go with the fact that we're a metal band and Halloween is October and we're all evils, so. (laughs) Well, that's really dope. I like your name, by the way. Thank you very much. What were some embarrassing phases for you growing up? I went through a phase of where I was dyeing my hair red. That was very, very bad looking back at now. Um, And then I went black to be full on emo and that went terribly. I had multiple piercings on my face, which was embarrassing when I look back now. That's probably all I can think of again. questions on the spot (laughs) (laughs) now you're good just curious so like you know a lot of the song titles they incorporate like chinese transcript can you explain like what the deal is with that so the newer releases from october ends it's from the album zodiac which are releasing later this year hopefully if the pandemic ends it's all to do with the japanese zodiac signs um so we've got each track based off each zodiac if that makes any sense they've got a slight resemblance to each horoscope i guess in a sense so you've got like heartbreak or like family disruptions or like self-doubt and stuff like that it's a really heartfelt album if that makes any sense 
Mm-hmm. Um, but the Zodiac signs, to be honest with you, it, was just, it, it looked really cool and it fit well with the Zodiac album title. So. <laughs> My bad for getting that wrong with the ethnicity. I should have got that right, but I'm half Filipino, so I was just curious. I love Asian culture, obviously. To be fair, up until about a month ago, I thought it was Chinese as well. I've just found out. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I don't feel so bad. So you guys have a pretty large following i mean i'm not gonna lie like you guys probably have the biggest following as far as a band that i've interviewed so far what can you like accredit the following with do you mean as in like how we managed to get that high or yeah how'd you get that high and you guys have huge stream numbers can you talk about that we started on facebook about four years ago when i say and we put a lot of money in advertisements so like the whole doing going like i prevail we do with like the tiger friend video and stuff like that so we tried that and end up working really well with the paid advertisements and stuff and literally people enjoy the songs as well so our ep kind of launched from there and the streams got bigger and bigger and we paid a loss to obviously promote it and then we released the cover from the inside the cover from the inside got nearly a million views on facebook or whatever it was or more and then that got added into a lot of spotify playlists as well which grew even further and then obviously people listen to the ep Mm -hmm. we released Another cover of Lucid Dreams by Juice World, which the exact same thing happened. We spent a lot of money on promotion just to try and get it out there. And then it started becoming more of a thing where we'd actually get like released in the Spotify editorial playlists. So with the promotion we do, we just spend everything we make from Spotify and iTunes onto advertisement or press releases and stuff like that. We got really lucky, like, don't think there's any other bands local to us who have anywhere near with the Spotify streams. Which the show is because, in my personal opinion, I don't think we deserve that much. We got very lucky, is all I can say, really. No, you guys are good, man. You deserve everything that you guys are getting. I just think it's really cool. Like, a lot of bands that I've talked to on the show, they've kind of gotten some traction by playing live shows and stuff like that. And I like the approach that you don't really have to do that these days anymore. I think it's really interesting that you guys have gotten a lot of traction through Spotify and promotions. Yeah. I think a bigger help as well is um, our bass player, Arva. He's actually, like, a YouTuber as well. He used to do blogs and stuff. And he has like, I don't know, 200 and something thousand subscribers on YouTube. And he's quite well known over in Greece and the likes of that. And he's got quite a big social media following. So when he joined about two or three years ago, like it helps a lot in regards to our actual social media platforms. Mm-hmm. We all like all of our single accounts grew because we were spending money on promotion, like single posts and stuff like that as well. And it just grew further and further. We got signed to Create Music Group, which is a distributor about a year ago. They do the likes of like Post Malone or Takashi69, or however you pronounce it. I literally have no idea how to pronounce his name. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like on the same distribution as them, and they've been really supportive. They've managed to literally get us on the Spotify editorials every single time without fail, which obviously helped a lot. Like, they're not amazing, but they do really well because if you end up in Spotify editorials, more people would view it and then they'll add it to their playlist. Like, I think I was looking the other day and we're in some at like 120,000 playlists or something across all of our songs. Wow, that's incredible. So, like, from your advice, from your perspective, bands that are trying to come up, I guess, like you guys, what would you recommend they spend their money on? Promotion. <laughs> so, we made the mistake about four years ago when we were first starting off and released a new path, our previous EP. We were literally gigging left, right, and center in the same location. So like Newcastle, Sutherland, every few weeks. And we made that massive mistake when like, it used to be really big crowds and then obviously you play that much and it just goes lower and lower. Obviously you need to expand your reaches as far as possible. What literally 
all we do is promote around the world with different reaches. So like obviously USA based or Europe based or whatever. That's about all I could really advise. You know, with October ends, have you guys played a lot of shows? I'd say probably around 40 to 50 maybe. Um, we haven't played anything like Massive or anything like that. We supported Ocean's Day Alaska, the likes of Fathoms as well. But we haven't played anything like too serious or any massive festivals or anything like that. We haven't really ventured other than a few places around the UK either. We've had that many lineup changes over the past few years. It's been like kind of hard to like settle down and actually be able to go on tour or whatever. It's been mainly like session musicians who's been filling in for long often weekend tours or what have you. Like even now we still don't have a drummer full time. So all the drums on the album and stuff like that is just through MIDI from what Nick or the vocalist because he like produced the album so it's just all his drums do you guys have any funny road stories no <laughs> <laughs> not as far as I'm gonna think no not really we haven't really had that experience as a band yet like we're more online focused band if that makes any sense you can say we have like eight nine million streams but I can guarantee if we went to Manchester or wherever in the UK it wouldn't be anywhere near as what we'd hope because obviously we haven't played there before nobody actually knows who we are Mm-hmm. Um, like our main fan base I think is from the USA it's just a thing of we're looking forward to it so obviously you're touring touring the album and hopefully we'll make some funny stories there so the next time I come on the podcast I'll actually tell you something like you're yeah. signed Craig okay so like how long did it take for you guys to get to that point from whilst I've been in the band probably two and a half year I think we released a cover of Post Malone's Rockstar we had another distributor who was interested from down in London they got in contact with us and then about a month later before we were about to sign with them Create got in contact with us as well and they said they really enjoyed the music like they're basically trying to introduce metal bands to what they do because they never really had metal bands before us so we got signed and then a few more metal bands have been signed now obviously it's nothing major like a record label or anything like that it's literally just a distributor but it's still pretty big in the distribution world i guess with the likes of post malone and takashi 69 and that being signed there it could get better in time to come obviously we haven't released the album yet so we have no idea just what we've released so far as singles it's been great yeah it's been really really good that's awesome what are some favorite songs from your discography that you would like to mention from a new path i would say a new path i really love that song it's fun to play and then from the cover side of things from the inside i absolutely love playing that live it's really really fun from the new album i'd say my two favorites probably devil's den and a song called substance which will be released at some point soon so like since you guys haven't really been able to play live shows do you guys have any intentions of like live streaming or anything like that it's something we've talked about but at the minute we're all all over the place so like three of our members are originally from athens and greece our bassist arbor he went back there just before lockdown happened in the uk and nick flew over there about three weeks ago or so so them two are in Greece. Well, the guitarist is currently preparing to have a child. George, who is our vocalist, is... I don't even know. He's <laughs> 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 just sat, he's also playing games all day. We'd love to do live stream. I think it's something we need to like, probably talk about and then go from that. Did you go to a lot of shows growing up? I am very, very embarrassed to say that I attended quite a lot of Blackville Bride shows. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I think everyone's got something that they're kind of ashamed of. It's not a bad band or anything. I don't think I minded them back in the day. It was more of like the instrumentals that got me. Like I hated Andy Biersack's voice. He screams and goes, but I just don't think he can sing live to save his life. It was always just the instrumentals, like the harmonies and stuff like that with the guitars and that. That's always that, like what driven me to them. Absolutely loved live shows. I saw Slipknot back in 2013, who was sick. I think I was the Lamb of God. I lost my shoe in the wall of death at Lamb of God. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the Royal Albert Hall to see Nashville. It's like an American TV program, which you might have heard of, but mm-hmm. they toured the UK and I went down the Royal Albert Hall to see them they were incredible 
even though it's country music. But other than that, I just, whatever bands used to come to the U2 Academy and stuff, I'd usually be there, like, watching some white, Blackfield Brides, asking all my some men. I used to love it. I don't really go as often now, which I regret, but mm-hmm. I would love to get back into it. Were you, like, heavy in death metal or anything like that? Not really. My sister's husband, like, has been trying to get me into Slayer for the past... <laughs> 10 year <laughs> I just I can't I physically can't like he'll play um, when I go over there or so whatever and he's like you've got to be able to respect stuff like this and I do respect it in that sense but I just I can't I couldn't listen to it constantly if that makes any sense no I totally get it I'd probably get hanged or shunned for saying this or cancelled but I don't really care for Slayer I never really have I mean I get it and that's fine but like when I was coming up I was more into like the Devil Wars Prada uh amir chelsea grin bring me asking you know this type of bands so like you know i kind of caught slack from older people like older heads in the scene so like have you ever faced that kind of animosity i guess we'll say or judgment i'd say the only one time is where i went to see Slipknot, and i said people who were around like i went with my sister and we actually hit king at 10 they were just trying to rip off Slipknot, and it sounded absolutely diabolical people argued that they were incredible I was just like, they really weren't whatsoever. But other than that, not really. People kind of respect your own opinion up here, weirdly enough, because it's a bit of a shithole. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people aren't too fussed, to be honest. Well, that's pretty cool. Seems like they're a lot more like open down there. And as far as like metalcore, like it's more respected, I feel like in the UK. Yeah. Kind of the opposite, I feel like in the US, unless you're in the scene, <laughs> which just kind of sucks. It says that you're the main songwriter on the socials. How is the writing process as far as the group? For a new path, it used to be, it worked really weirdly, like our old drummer Kelvin. Actually, that is a funny story. So Kelvin, basically, he was an absolutely incredible drummer. He was from Singapore. He came over here to study and obviously he finished university and stuff like that and the government basically told me he needed to find a job that he was earning at least 27,000 to keep his visa I think he had like three months to try and find one and he couldn't for life and bless him like get one so he ended up getting deported Jeez. Um, so we lost him the writing process was usually like he was fill out the entire song of what he wanted drum wise and then I just rip over the top and figure out from there lyric wise whatever would just pop in my head with what I was feeling or whatever this time around so a few of the songs from the album has been demoed for quite a few years, but Nick has helped massively with the songwriting since he joined last year. He's absolutely incredible songwriting. Like a few of the songs, like Devil's Den, that was all him with mm. the guitars and the drums and stuff like that. There are the song Substance, which was also him. It's he's, it's really easy to work with, like we build each other's strengths and weaknesses, if that makes sense. So if like, I didn't like something, he would put his own twist, or if he didn't like something, I'd put my own twist. It was really, difficult to kind of write the lyrics for this one with them all being greek it's hard for them <laughs> to like they're not amazing at english or anything like that so i was like mainly writing the lyrics and stuff and we had like massive deadlines with creators to obviously like finish the album and then the album's getting mastered by partway drive producer dean can pronounce his second name hitch someone it's the guy who does partway drive and he's mastered all this stuff it was basically i would usually just demo a track and then we'd go to Nick's home studio to record and then he just mixed away from there. It was really fun because I moved into the all of them lived together apart from me and John. I live up in Morbeth with my partner and John lives in Durham with his fiance. So I moved into the house for about two months to like completely finish the album. It was really fun but it was very difficult as well because obviously you just felt pressured to get everything done as perfectly as possible. The other writing process is basically just me demoing Nick recording it and then making bits better or whatever or like vice versa with me and him. I've done the likes of samples and stuff like that 
and we all helped each other at the end with the lyrics and stuff and like how I wanted the melodies and all that ago. Um, this is part of one of the songs actually that has like a a choir section, which was quite cool. I see you got a really nice setup there behind you. Um, <laughs> are you guys recording out of that or are you guys actually going to the studio? Everything we've done has all been home studio based. So this is my own home studio. Nick's got his own as well. Mainly recorded everything over there because he has more expensive gear. But yeah, we mainly recorded over there. I think my place is just mainly used for demos and stuff like that. My own headspace, vice versa. What kind of like DAW system are you using? Logic. Oh, okay, Logic. Use Logic. Nick uses something else, I can't remember what it's called. It's not Cubase, it's not like anything well known. It was just this random project file thing. I can't remember what you call it, but it was really, really weird. But I prefer Logic. How long have you been in the group? I've been in for four years. I still will be five in next March, I think. Were you one of the founders of the group? I wasn't actually. John, who is our guitarist, he was the original founder member. Then George moved over from Greece, I think a year before I joined and then they start playing live shows and stuff like that, but there wasn't like anything serious. Mm-hmm. Then apparently the story is they found me on YouTube by doing like YouTube covers with guitar covers and stuff like that. And I got asked to join, I went for like a trial thing and I joined and then we started taking things a lot more seriously, recorded a new path and then here we are. Do you have any other like guilty pleasures, maybe outside of metalcore that you listen to? Country music, classical on the occasion, Despacito every few days. <laughs> but other than that, I, I listen to pretty much everything as long as it's not like rap and stuff like that to an extent. Like Machine Gun Kelly, I can't really listen to him. I can stand the likes of Eminem because he's an absolute legend. As much as I can't like delve much into it because we're part of the same distributor, I watched that Takeshi 69 video and it just annoyed me so much. <laughs> it was like, after everything that's happened and you've got the balls to come out and release a song like that with a video like that, it was just like, no. <laughs> what kind of country are you liking? Old school stuff really, so Fleetwood Mac, uh, Johnny Cash, newest stuff obviously like Nashville. I can't remember the exact artist names, but they've released like their own stuff and like that as well. Other than that, I just literally go on Spotify and type in country music and whatever. Falls my word. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome though. I've gotten that answer before on the show too. A lot of the guys that I talk to on the show, they actually don't listen to a whole lot of metal, which is kind of surprising, I guess, but not really. A lot of them say like, I don't like to listen to a lot of metalcore and stuff like that because they don't want to unintentionally draw from those influences. Yeah. Because they like to stay true to themselves. Can you speak on that a little bit? I agree with it. I think I watched a documentary with Periphery. Um, I think it was from the Selective Good album. They basically said pretty much the same. I don't really listen to metal or anything like that. Obviously, it's... It's good in the aspect of like to see what other bands are doing. Because for me, when I've like written songs, I've tried to progress further and further. So like the riffs are more difficult or the breakdowns are more technical or polyrhythmic. Listening to more gentler stuff or like more heavier stuff. If I learn how to play a cover of that, say, it will like kind of lead me towards my own style of what they're doing. But like in my like influential work, if that makes any sense. So I, I do listen to metal to obviously get influences and stuff like that, but it's the same with like pop, like I prevail, we've got catchiest for choruses and it's just pop. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's just hit and miss with anything really. Have you heard the new I Prevail song? They featured Joyner Lucas. I have not yet, no. I was just wondering, like, if you think that, you know, more bands are going to start doing that or if you're going to see that as a trend. Is it got rapping? Joyner's a rapper and they have 
you know, him featured in the song. So it's basically like him rapping and then I prevails doing like the instrumentation. I feel like that is like, especially in Newcastle, there's a lot of like rap metal and trap metal and stuff like that. Hold my hands up. We've actually got a song with rap in it as well. But that's because our bassist, like he's a solo rapper as well. Like he's got his own little career going with that. So yeah, I think I'll definitely become more well-known around the world really. It's really like, it, it works. I don't know why and I don't know how, but it works. Like a proper demonic breakdown with some like rap over it. It just works. I don't know how. It does work out. And it's funny because like back in the day, like Limp Biscuit and bands like that, it just sounded so corny. But now yeah. it's gotten to this point where it doesn't sound so corny. I think it's more acceptable. Like you guys are pretty melodic and you guys obviously get heavy. Which do you prefer yourself? Like do you prefer more of the melodic stuff or do you prefer like more heavy stuff? A mix of both really. So with A New Path, I preferred the heavier stuff just for the breakdowns. And I love George's screams. He's a really good vocalist. But with the newest stuff since Nick joined. I don't know if you've heard of Devil Stan or anything like that yet, but like his voice has just completely changed us if that makes any sense like he's a proper pop vocalist so it gives a lot more dynamic range to the songs and the structures mm-hmm. um but with this album like every song has got both mine and george's like unclean vocals mm-hmm. um so if you hear like the dynamic contrast you've got george is obviously the main vocalist but i'm like kind of in the background screams just give more like, dynamic range so with this album i'd say i like both heavy and melodic. I'm gonna ask you another, hopefully it's not a difficult question, but like, uh, you know, like legacy bands and stuff like that. Are there any like legacy bands that you're just like, I don't really like them. Like I know we had mentioned Slayer, but like, are there any other bands that you're just like, I don't see how, I can't get behind them. <laughs> Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking cons get away with Metallica. Guns and Roses, never really been a massive fan of them. Steel Panther, never been able to get away them. <laughs> To be honest with you, as much as I love pop punk and stuff like that, I've never really gotten well with uh, Born for Soup. I, I like Blink Wire 2 and some 41, but Born for Soup, I've never been able to get Did you kind of grow up listening to pop punk? Slightly. It was more of, so I got into the whole alternative scene when I was about 10, I want to say. Like my sister was really heavily into Slipknot and Marilyn Manson. Mm-hmm. Um, and she showed me them and I kind of got into them and I started playing guitar when I was 11. Mm-hmm. Um, which led me more towards obviously experimenting with pop punk and uh, metal and what have you. But I wasn't like massively pop punk or anything like that. I'd say I've always been mainly with metal. Like I've got a full slip my sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pop punk's just something I listen to it's for fun, I guess. Like it's, it takes me back to when I was like 10, 11 year old. So. Do you like music that's more fun or do you like music that is a little bit more serious and relatable. Depends what kind of mood I'm in. Um, I appreciate the music more if you can kind of relate to it and you actually like can understand the lyrics. Like with most pop songs, like Big Booty Bitches or whatever, like <laughs> I'll never understand why pop music's more um, well-known or they make more money from metal scene. I feel like, cause that's what the kind of music I write, like stuff that I can relate to or stuff that I know other people relate to, I prefer that. And obviously, if I'm in like a drunk career, why bother something? That's funny that you mentioned that. I just did this podcast uh, kind of about that. And we were talking about like the misogynistic lyrics and rap music. Why do you think that's so acceptable now? And like, why do you think that's the main forefront of music? <laughs> I'll ask the exact same question. I have no idea. I don't understand it. It makes no sense to me. I was having this discussion with my partner the other day, actually. Um, we were saying about the fact like, metal it actually takes efforts to make a metal song like the guitars the drums like you've got to have actual skill to do all this mm-hmm. whether it's like 
talking about big booty bitches or <laughs> like what I said before, just random shitty lyrics like mm-hmm. with a simple trap beat or whatever. Like it makes no sense to me. It really doesn't. It makes no sense to me either. I think corporations have just taken over the industry and i feel like the only way to really fight back is like bands like you who see the success on spotify because i feel like you can gain traction better on spotify nowadays it's a better platform for people you know um do you think that like being signed and being on spotify do you think that's the main thing for you guys right now we're not going to release the album until the whole pandemic's over because our initial kind of thing is to tour the album whenever we're gone. It was hit and miss because before the whole pandemic started, we were supposed to be recording a music video. We are paid money to obviously rent this mansion out and stuff like that. And then that all got burned down because lockdown happened. We were originally only going to release four tracks um, as single releases and then drop the album. But uh, we released Iridescent about a month and a half ago and so, which was one of the songs anyway, but we're just in like an audio stream. Then the label actually accidentally released Rogues a few weeks ago as well. Like they didn't mean to do it. And we got an email like on the morning of the release and they were like, we've accidentally released it, but it's on like Spotify editorials and stuff like that. Do you want us to take it down? And because it was on Spotify editorials, we're like, no, it's extra money and extra promotion for us. So there's no point in all this trying to promote as much as we can. We've started using like YouTube ads and stuff like that as well, which we're trying to figure out the YouTube part of things because we're not massive on YouTube or anything like that. We've gained decent traction in the past, but with the newer releases since like the algorithms with YouTube and that, it's just constantly going downhill. So we're trying to figure that out. Yeah, I totally understand that. I'm trying to figure it out myself. (laughs) Obviously COVID has slowed you down. Have you picked anything up that you normally wouldn't have if it wasn't for COVID? Yeah, (laughs) a new guitar. I was £2,000 £700 for a mayonnaise guitar, which I would never have done beforehand. Other than that, just like I was saying before about um, I'm starting to write and produce an album for one of my followers on Instagram. I wouldn't have had the time to do that before. And obviously I'm back at work now, but I'm still like, cause I've already started it, so I'm making the efforts to put in more time for it. How much time do you practice every day? I'm a terrible guitarist because <laughs> I don't practice a lot at all. It's whenever I get the chance to do it the most, because by the time I finish work and stuff like that and travel back home, I just can't be bothered to do anything but I sit down and watch TV or eat food. I'd say weekly, probably about 10 hours. Okay. Uh, what do you do for like a regular job right now? So I work as... I think it will be your end, it'll be called T, TJX, I want to say. Like TK Maxx or TJ, TJ Maxx. I work in the warehouse over there. Obviously, the intention is to go full-time with music, so you're just kind of bearing with it. I mean, we're, we all have our little side projects and stuff like that as well. We're making enough money to survive and stuff like that. The only reason I'm still working is just so I know I've got like a income that I know is going to be exactly the same every month, um, mm. just for my main household bills and stuff like that. I could give it up tomorrow if I wanted to I just I enjoy working there so until the time's coming where I'm like literally touring 10 months of the year or whatever it would probably be a job I'll say. Is the cost of living stupid high out there or not? My area kind of because it's more of a posh area um, I think where the rest of the band live they pay nearly 1,500 a month for a five-bedroom house well, that's split between five people, so it's not really too bad to be fair it's quite cheap. I just had to ask because you know in the United States uh our economy is not that great. <laughs> and it's definitely tanked because of all this shit going on. What is one thing that you would want to change about the current state of music other than like the rap stuff we talked about? Um, to get people to be more open-minded and to actually give new music a chance instead of listening to their one preferred genre or saying just because 
it's smell, you can't really hear what people are saying and stuff like that. The one thing I've always kind of agreed with is like, you can understand the lyrics, you can like be a part of that song. So to change people to actually be able to listen to stuff like that and being like, oh, it's screamo music. Don't want to listen to that, I can't understand it. So yeah, just give metal music more of a chance really. I have to ask, cause you're pretty tatted up over there. How many hours do you have in there on your tats? 40 or 50 maybe. Wow. And like, how covered are you? Like. Your upper body's totally covered? No, it's literally just, um, I've got my two sleeves and my neck. Um, I'm starting my chest next month, I think. It's my sister who does all my tattoos. You don't have to pay an arm and a leg. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to pay shit. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> it's good, though. It works both ways. So, like, um, there's been quite a few occasions where people ask where I've got my tattoos from, and they've actually went to go and do them with her. I'm basically just an open canvas and that's more. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, do you have your legs done or any lower body? No, yeah, no. Um, I want to start uh, Lord of the Rings like piece on my left side and the Marvel like piece on my right. Nice. And what's your favorite tattoo that you got? Probably the clown from Slipknot. Actually, it's like in between like the inner elbow, and it's just like really good position. Mm. Um, other than that, I got the new path logo tattooed inside there. Probably them too. That's awesome. Let's just say you're on death row for something but knock on wood hopefully this never happens and <laughs> and they're gonna execute you tomorrow but we're giving you one last thing anything in the world that you can have what would you want <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> all right well if monster's watching give this man a sponsorship because he's willing to die for you guys so <laughs> So any final thoughts, anything that you want to tell viewers that are still listening about your band or anything you want to say before we head out? If you haven't already, go and check the first few releases from Zodiac. We hope you enjoy it. Obviously, we've put a lot of bloody work into it. It's all self-recorded, self-mixed. So obviously, any stream or any view or whatever makes a massive difference as it does to any other band. Give local music a bigger chance as well. People need to support local bands more than what we do. Check us out and hopefully you'll enjoy Zodiac when I forget release. So that was Michael, the guitarist songwriter from the band October Ends, melodic metalcore out of UK. Go check out their new single, Rogues, that accidentally got leaked. <laughs> and check out the EP that started all, A New Path. It's on all streaming platforms. Thanks again, Michael. Let me know if there's anything I can do for you guys. I really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you very much, Sean. Well, that pretty much does it for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please like the video and subscribe. That way you don't miss a new episode of Native, Native Diamond, Diamond Podcast. Podcast. And until I see you guys on a future video, shine, shine on. on. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah.